Leinster A. I think somebody pulled out, so I got uh, brought into it. And it was the first time I'd ever played against grown men. Obviously, <laughs> all the other previous games were schools rugby and stuff like that, yeah. and underage rugby. And I just remember, like, if you picked a game where it was going to be like a baptism of fire, it was like all these 40 year old tough as nails yeah yeah valleys welshmen and i remember sounds like, like you nigel <laughs> 40 years of age tough as nails 60 mid 60s now <laughs> but uh no i just remember coming off the bench it was the first time i ever played against like grown men and they were like big yeah. farmer strength just like whacking we actually won in like the last play or something but that was a bit of a baptism of fire because it was just they were just like whacking everyone in the rocks and it was just an absolute dogfight but it was it's good. I don't think that club is. No, no, a lot of the clubs are gone. Yeah, a lot of clubs are gone. Were you part of the assassins that March? Yeah, it was a couple of years of the, uh, that. Yeah, it's pretty much Marshy's team. I think yeah. Marshy had like two hundred. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Marshy had like two hundred caps for the, uh, <laughs> the assassins. But, um, but yeah, we the players that I, came through there. Yeah, loads. Yeah, there's like even there's a couple of. I think we won it two or three years. But the first year, uh, I think. Uh, I think the first year we won it, maybe I was 18 or 19 on that one, but we pr we actually played New Newcastle's first with our seconds, and I think it was the same year Leinster beat Stad in the Amelin Cup or the Challenge Cup at the time. Um, and like we were, like it went to extra time and stuff. It was absolutely like, it was <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but then we won that and the, the seniors won the Amelin. We all got together and... Uh, on a night out the whiskey business that's taken up a lot of your attention now right my dad's a big whiskey head uh, and guilty we have a yeah very big whiskey head and kind of always wanted to see could we set up a distillery down the farm down in Mullingar and um, when I got injured I'd done like various kind of work experiences with Key Capital and Air Cap and stuff but wanted to see is this viable and then chatted to a few people got the wheels in motion had to go through uh my retirement from rugby, uh, my brother's retirement from the sevens after the Tokyo Olympics and then uh, COVID as well chucked in. So it took quite a while to get it up and running, but um, we're on our third release now. We sold out the first tune like 24 hours. And You're now transitioning from rugby. That was a tough journey. There's no doubt that you had lots of dark moments. It takes you a while to get back up and out of it. You're now obviously involved in the whiskey. You're also involved in business. What do you reckon the biggest lesson was from you being involved in that period of elite level sport? I think one thing that definitely resonates is the kind of resilience thing that, that definitely applies to the, the working world and stuff like that. It's not, um, you get a lot of ups and downs in, in business and I think it has a lot of parallels and, and similarities to uh, the rugby world. So I think you're, you're almost quite well prepped for mm -hmm. The business world, um, being able to deal with adversity, being able to deal with things and deals going wrong, and having to be able to kind of adapt and and problem solve as quick as possible. So that yeah. that'd probably be one thing. Uh, what if you if you could go back to a nineteen year old Dan Levy now? What bit of advice or what do you reckon you'd say to yourself? If you're looking back and thinking about what you would have changed, what you'd, like you could be dwelling on it forever. So. Yeah, um, you're happy out. for me. Yeah, look, I I got I had a kind of short career, but I got squeezed in a hell of a lot in that. Yeah, uh, won a Grand Slam, Champions Cup, um, couple oh. of league titles. Didn't like, you know, most most people if they did that in their career, yeah, would agree. be would be pretty good. So look, it's like I've got the best of both worlds in the way I I look at it now. I got to live 
you know, a top level athlete life for 10 years and now I get a nice head start into the corporate world and into what comes next. So I get um, get a bit of everything. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally agree with that. Like it was a short career, but what a career it was. It was impactful. I think now if you look at a modern day back rower, I think you came into the Leinster system and you did have a big part of just adding to what was expected of somebody at the higher level. So obviously from us as rugby fans, it was a great career. Um, we now go into the next Six Nations, first Six Nations after the World Cup. It's it's obviously a big one. What do you think of the Irish squad that's going into it? Yeah, it is a big one. Obviously after the heartache and um, the World Cup and stuff, and that New Zealand game, I think that little bit of time away from Irish rugby is kind of good like everyone's kind of recharged and excited for this next tournament I think the way Farrell's looking at this and the way he should be looking at it is if Ireland do win against France they're in a great position to win a Grand Slam um, so they have they have three home games then and they have England away as, yeah. as the other kind of really tough test uh, so I think there was kind of like a balancing act between do you go with your old guard or you start y- blooding the young players. And I think, you know, if they win this game, they'll stick with the old guard. If they lose, they'll start to maybe start blooding guys a little bit more. So I think what I think, look, it's 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 uh, Ireland without Sexton. It's a uh, France without Dupont and uh, Entomac. Um it's kind of who's going to be compromised uh, more or who can kind of adapt better. But I think, look, the the French team, they are very, very close. They're, they're kind of neck and neck. I think Ireland are potentially more cohesive and more of a team. And I think France are obviously have a little bit more firepower, a little bit more flair and kind of maybe slightly better athletes. But um, if you look at the halfbacks, I think... Jemison and it's going to be probably Jack Crowley uh, nine ten. It's kind of can they run the machine that is Ireland the same way that Sexto and Jemison did in the in the World Cup. But then if you look at the French side as well, you got Luku and you've got Jolly Bear who've been absolutely tearing yeah. it up for Jolly Bordeaux and the the whole Bordeaux <coughs> backline has been like probably you know informed backland no Max world. done a great job there Standing. I know your time is tight because you've got to go off into the real world and thanks for your time the last question I'd ask you is the Irish back row has got lots of different options their they're back five have a lots, of, yeah. lots of different options going to that first game you talk about the cohesion from the World Cup you talk about yeah. giving guys new opportunities Ireland seemed to be pretty set on tournament by tournament as opposed to looking at that four year cycle I think Andy's come out and said that openly Yeah. Um, what do you think you go with for that first game I think you pick. You got to pick James Ryan. You got to pick. I think you got to pick Tyg Byrne. I don't think they'll deviate from that. And you get Joe McCarthy off the bench. He's looked good, hasn't he? Jeez, yeah, he's, he's looked class, physical. Yeah. yeah, and he's the kind of athlete that Ireland have kind of been missing for the last while. So he's, yeah. he's just destructive. He's similar um, to like a, a new age Henderson, nearly similar physique, bigger and stronger, yeah. and more dynamic. But yeah, <laughs> okay. that kind of he, he actually so is in. maybe a young Henderson, but a he's bigger Henderson. than him as well. Like he's just he's a huge. Yeah, he's been impressive. Um, back row, it's going to be Josh Kalen, and then six obviously Pete. So I think kind of picks itself. They want leadership. That's what they want with him. So. Mm-hmm.